0: Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 4. If you haven't listened to the previous days and done those e- exercises, go back, start from the beginning. If you have done them, welcome back, it's so lovely to be with you again. So today I want to piggyback off Day 2's exercise where you wrote about some things you love. Now that was a non-fiction exercise. Yesterday we did this hybrid thing where it's sort of fiction but just objects, so there was no dramatic present as such, just things... Today we're going to tiptoe a little farther into the realms of fiction. But again, part of the purpose here, aside from warming up, practicing, flexing your muscles and strengthening your muscles as well, just you know, clocking up the miles on the treadmill and building tone, is to show you that there are a number of ways into fiction, a number of entry points, say, a number of angles you can come at it. It's not just about starting at the beginning with sentence one of your novel and writing until you reach the end. That linear approach seems logical, but creativity doesn't have to obey logic, or at least it doesn't have to obey the norms and assumptions you bring to the writing process that you think are logical. There's absolutely no logical reason why the novel writing process can't include planning, imaginary interviews, talking to yourself, drawing spider diagrams, writing sections out of sequence, collecting... You know, photos and and, and items, writing poems, lists, lighting a candle in a darkened room and sitting in stillness until the words start to come to you. Some of that might make you feel really silly. Some of it might sound precious or ineffective. But I do think there's huge value in trying out new things, especially if your current suite of strategies is not serving you terribly well. My central question I ask writers if they cling on to some particular way of working is, and how is that working for you? Because if they go fantastic I'm writing a lot and I enjoy it there's nothing I sh- I, I can say you know they're, they're right they should continue. But m- most of the time it's not working terribly well for them and, and you have to ask why are you fighting for the right to hold on to strategies that don't work? I'm not guaranteeing the alternatives will. I'm not saying going for a walk or meditating or doing weird rituals or creating a mood board will definitely work but just the effort of mixing up your routine finding yourself in new spaces applying new behaviors must perforce return new data you know you will learn some new things and those new things update your mental models challenge your assumptions and from there change happens almost inevitably today however look, i'm asking you to write the same list as day two things i love Only now the I is not you. The I is someone else. Someone invented. Don't think too hard about who they are in advance. One concept I'd like to encourage you to start dabbling in is this process of uncovering a character rather than preemptively creating one. Not planning a character top-down like you are filling in a form at the post office, although that's a perfectly valid technique sometimes, but discovering them bottom-up. I mean, not not from their bottom. That's a odd way to encounter a character I mean it actually could be quite good I suppose if you described a character's bottom as the first thing we see but um uh certainly a, a limited palette to work with what I'm sug- I mean you know fragment by fragment you're a bit like someone feeling their way through a cave in the dark or, or maybe a more accurate analogy of someone visiting a statue gallery blindfolded just sort of reaching out and gripping hold of oh here's a nose here's an elbow some sort of marbled flank here's a yikes I dread to think what that is etc etc slowly slowly you start to build up a a larger sense of who this person is so you might start this list of things they love this I loves um, of things that make them happy with something like watching the water split at the prow of my yacht or the smell of cinnamon from the bakery on my walk to school or when mama is kind to me, or axes. They can be big things, small things, concrete things, abstract concepts. Specific is usually better, but feel free to mix the general and the particular. We don't always talk in specifics, and sometimes a broad answer like Tuesdays is a good story hook. This person might name some characters or specific places in their list. You might quickly figure out from the first few items that they exist in a place or time different to our own or that they're sad or in danger. You might even start to ask yourself, why are they writing this list? You know, are they the sort of person who would naturally write a list like this? Are they doing it reluctantly? Or is it the kind of thing they'd never ever in a million years do in real life? But to be clear, none of these are questions you need to answer before you begin writing their list. Rather, I'm trying to suggest some gentle inquiries you can make of the work once it's in progress. As a writer, and I know sometimes... This comes off as precious or hokey or whatever, but part of your job, part of what's fun and works best is to simply be attentive to the emergent reality that happens when you temporarily let go of your mental inhibitions and write when you give yourself permission to explore the interesting effects of making deliberate mistakes. Okay, I think I've talked enough, so a list of things that make an imaginary someone happy. No need to think about it too much, let's find out what turns up. Ten minutes, then you'll hear hear a little gong. Ready? Go. And that's it. That's your lot. What turned up? Anything? Anyone? Any lines that surprised you? Did it go where you expected? And you might like to reflect on how you felt as you were writing it. Improvising. Following an intuitive sense. Did you let yourself do that? Did the whole thing feel completely dead to you, like you were following my instructions dutifully but nothing was happening? Or or, or did something weird or at least interesting pop up? i should say for a variety of reasons at least some of these exercises will very probably die on their asses when you try them it happens sometimes and it's it's rarely the same exercise for everyone if it is then i quickly um take that exercise round the back of the um barns to be humanely destroyed um but, but, but you know different people sometimes stumble on different ones and and um you know different people just shart their creative bloomers at different stages and even when that happens to you it's a great opportunity for you to notice what was going on for you at that point what you were telling yourself and maybe practice one of the most useful skills of all in creative writing and life which is the capacity to say oh well attribute it to temporary factors and move on this course is going to give you multiple bites of the cherry I'm really uh, a cherry only takes one one bite to eat so, so be glad for the times you miss, otherwise you'd have a mouthful of dozens of cherry stones or something. Anyway, look, that's me running out of steam for the day. Oh, well, see you here tomorrow for day five. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.